This is the Strength Beyond Fitness Podcast. A Build Body Fitness production brought to you by Coach Louise and Coach Renee, where we talk about simple principles to train your mind, transform your body, and maybe even change your life. Don't find happiness in what you want your body to look like. Don't think just because you lose the 20 pounds or you put on the muscle, you're going to wake up, look in the mirror, and all of a sudden be happy. That's not where you should be finding value. Words cannot express how excited I am for this guest, even though they might not physically be (laughs) in studio and it's just a reaction. I'm going to admit it. I was a Team Jacob fan. Yeah, this is going to be super cool. Uh, First time we're doing this, we are basically going to take snippets of uh, Taylor Lautner. Well, we got to pronounce his name properly because he he just basically announced that we've been pronouncing it wrong. And he's been too kind to correct people. But anyways, um, him and his wife have a podcast. and It's It's known as The Squeeze. It's available pretty much everywhere where podcasts are. And then... In this particular episode, we'll include the link in the bio is called Fame is a Drug. Yeah, but uh, basically it's it's about his story and, you know, his famous movie Twilight and um, how he... It wasn't just a movie. It was a whole series. Oh <laughs> yeah. Well, th- there you go where <laughs> I stand with this. Um, but no, it, we've talked about it in the past that sometimes we look at celebrities and... We believe, like, one, that the body of the gain was, like, all um, uh, perfect and they're just so lucky and they enjoy it. And, you know, the be- part of them, like, their their fame is that body. And uh, nobody really talked about, like, the mental load. And I remember sometime within the last, like, season or, or so, we, we spoke about this. And we, I, I reference more of Zac Efron, so I'm gonna try to find a Zac Efron podcast where talks about this. But uh, how when he made Baywatch, like I actually have the exact quotes from Baywatch. I made sure to pull it up because I knew you're gonna reference it. That is crazy. I right? have it from Digital Spy and from Men's Health, so two different quotes because I knew you're gonna mention our boy Zac Efron. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Name but, the quote. But. Okay, well, we could jump straight into it. So before we get to Taylor, we're going to go to another one of my teen crushes, Zac Efron. Um, and this is in reference to his body in Baywatch because when that came out, that trailer, you know, Jaws dropped between him and The Rock doing the iconic workout on the beach. And, you know, he made it seem so doggone easy. And it's very surprising to hear that he actually hated his body. He hated that whole process. Um, the quote specifically from Digital Spy is, I realized that when I was done with the movie that I didn't want to be in that good of shape again. It was hard. You're working with almost no wiggle room. You've got things like water under your skin that you're worrying about. You're making your six pack into a four pack, stuff like that. It's just stupid. It's not real. I'm happy it worked. I'm happy that I got through it. And he goes on to say even more that I'd much rather have an extra two to three percent body fat and how it just really kind of messed up his body and it wasn't until six months after filming wrapped he started to feel okay again because he started getting insomnia is messing with his mental health well he has a really cool show as well on uh 
Netflix. Uh, on Netflix and I, uh, his his show is just about like adventuring the world and stuff, and he goes a little bit into his uh his diet preferences and food preferences, and I believe there's like an episode where he just talks about like he like food was like something that got like kind of messed up during that, and then he was trying to find find ways to enjoy the healthiness of foods and explore and all that, and that's like a big reason why he does this show and goes travels and and looks at it culturally but healthy as well and it's just it's pretty neat but any like anyways overall like those who are curious the show is called down to earth with zach efron it's on netflix if you're not a netflix subscriber you can get it free through the cw oh that's cool but definitely recommend yeah it's a cool show um but long story short really is we get so focused right now and everything has to be about how your body looks and the perfection of it and um we even face it as trainers oh how yeah. there's i mean to a certain degree you have one type of trainer that believes your body should look perfect and if your body doesn't then you shouldn't be a trainer and then you have people on the other side of uh my body doesn't look perfect because one i'm realistic and two i'm too worried about my clients to make sure they're in a good place mm-hmm. and so there's even kind of that conflicting mindset within the fitness industry yeah i mean you hit you hit the nail on the head on the nail like there is a huge conflict w- uh, between it and um like we always say social media doesn't make it any better uh there's a guy in instagram we like him he's 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 fr- the one from europe uk his i can't remember his name exactly but um he's a personal trainer out there and he just shared something like like he's like it mind blows me how uh the fitness industry obsesses over things that cost like body dysmorphia and bad food relationships and anxiety and depression uh, and all that over what's sustainable and i was just reading a lot of the comments and some people like are you know kind of bash and you know they say like oh uh, b- people are babying the f- the fitness industry and like it's supposed to be about like hard grid work and all that stuff and to an extent like I agree but at the same time it's it's the fitness industry it's like complaining about like you know I, I don't understand why like the I don't know like the NASCAR industry is so into like you got to race super fast like uh, and I'm sorry that's what it is you either you if you're you're in NASCAR to dr- to drive fast, not to drive around the corner, like going to the superstore. It's completely different. Um, his so name is Michael, and I'm going to mispronounce his last name. Michael Uloa, U-L-L-O-A. And he's very phenomenal for more of that body neutrality. So if you're someone who's struggling kind of with that mindset, he's... A super great person to follow. Super, really super good. I think, believe he's a dad as well. So he teaches like moderation and in, 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 in fitness and being a dad and all that. But um, I didn't comment this. I wanted to comment it. And it's like, it's because it's the fitness industry. Like fitness to an extent is almost a sport. It is a high level form of performance. And you got to understand, like, if you're going to get into fitness, you need to have that high level performance. Now, if it's wellness, wellness is completely different. Wellness is what can be sustainable by the majority of the population where they can have a healthy body that it's that moves well, can lift heavy, be pain free, doesn't have to be fully chiseled, uh, but you can have sustainable long term health. And like that's that's like the big thing. It's like we want to be into fitness, but fitness is in reality is really, really high. It can be really high in advance. And you don't have to put yourself 
into the comparison level of those who are performing in high levels with high level coaches, with high level guidance, with high level things, living a high level quality of life where like your everyday person that has a family, a job, obligations, you just want to be able to feel better, want to be able to move, like look into more of wellness. And I believe like this podcast and this episode will help overall encompasses as we break down a look, uh, this podcast of uh, Taylor and his wife. Who's also named Taylor. So there's Taylor. Wait, no way. And Are you serious? Yeah. So they're the Taylor Lautners. Okay. Can I, can I get into a fangirl moment? That's Some of you so might already funny. know this. Okay. So funny enough, like Taylor has always been a fan of Twilight. She actually was team Edward. And a lot of the reason that people even know of Girl Tay is because she made this TikTok a reel. You know, the trend was like, you know, who I liked when I was younger versus who I married. And it was, oh yeah, true. That, that was her. She had a huge crush on Edward Cullen, but then she married Taylor Lautner. And I guess she was a big fan of Taylor Swift. And now she's friends with Taylor Swift and the three Taylors. It's really cool. And that's part of the reason why we're releasing this this week is because, you know, Taylor Swift, the Swifties, y'all are a strong group. But I'll be honest, the more I hear about Taylor Lautner and his wife, the more I like them. I think they're, if you get the chance to listen to their podcast, it's, it's a little bit different than ours, but they're, they're very authentic. They're very and authentic. I think it's hilarious because we just recently watched the worst movie in the world, like Grown Ups 2. I'm sorry. I it thought, was awful. I thought that was the absolute worst movie in the world, but he's in the movie and they make, and he's like a douchebag. And it was so funny watching him because I literally thought like, that's kind of like who he is. I don't know why. Well, even back in Sharkboard in yeah. Lava Girl, I was watching that with, with the kids oh, yeah. the other day. <laughs> and I was like, he's, you know, he's a, a little punk, punk little kid. And hearing him here so authentic. Yeah, it was really. It was so weird. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess I have Taylor fever again. So sorry, uh, but go. not sorry. But let's go ahead. Well, there's there's a few snippets here that I sent to Luisa ahead of time, um, which thank you for figuring out how the heck to add that into this podcast. But I want I want to hear your pure reaction to these. So let's yeah, run the first one. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't, I haven't heard these at all. I heard, I heard you listen to their podcast, but um, I haven't listened to this. And I only listened to the sneak peeks as I was cutting them out and getting them ready for. So um, we're going to move on like straight into the first one, huh? It's a lot easier to have an unbelievable body when you're 17, 18, 19 years old. Well, I was just about to add, it wasn't easy though. Like the diet you were on, the amount of workouts. It was my entire life. Like it, it, you weren't just out of the womb. Here's here is all of this. Like yeah. you had to work so hard. For yeah, that. yeah. In the first movie, I was 140 pounds, and in New Moon, I was 175. So, well. y- yeah, I, I th- that wasn't my natural body. Yeah. Um, I had to work very hard for it and very very hard just to maintain it. Um, so. Yeah, when the franchise ended and I started noticing it for the first time when I just started rebelling against a gym. I was forced to be in a gym multiple times a day, six days a week, you know, for those years. And I think the first time I started noticing it was being like, I don't ever want to see a gym again. (laughs) Um, And, you know, what happens when you don't want to see a gym is you start losing the the eight pack. I think that's a huge, huge part that like we hear very, very often is 
the golden days of young, like when we were young. And it's so much easier to achieve something like what he did at that adjun- at that young age. Um, man, I know we just listened to it, but he said he said he st- started when he was seventeen. Well, the franchise started when he was seventeen, but he was training earlier than that because For he it. has a he has a background. I mean, he was a child actor, but he has a background of I think martial art, mixed martial arts, mm-hmm. and so. I think there's some older video where it might have been during the shark shark boy days where he had a six pack then. Hmm. And if you're training like that for nearly a decade, if not more, it is going to look easier to the outside eye. And something I've caught myself doing is whenever I've said that, like, oh, my gosh, you make that look so easy. I'll catch myself saying it must have taken a lot of hard work for you to make it look that easy. Mm And that's a huge misconception because, and they'll, they'll tie into this a little bit later, but it takes a lot of work to make something look as easy as he made it. Oh, absolutely. But um, tied in with that is when when we're young, like our, our energy plant almost of our, of our, like in our body is just like so filled. Like you could do so much. If you don't believe it, go watch kindergartners <laughs> play soccer. <laughs> right. You could do so much. And that's like a huge thing that really, really helped him at that young age be able to develop that. And that's like he said, as the franchise ended, he was much, much older too. Like we can look o- we can look up his age or something, but he was much older and then he, he really did get to a point where I don't blame him. You don't if you're forced to do something first for with first without like your own joy behind it you're gonna want to rebel completely against it there's that's exactly what happens when you go on a diet when you go on a diet and you and you're forcing yourself to and you're restricting yourself from everything that you absolutely love and that diet comes to an end this is why we don't coach diet is because when you coach diet you're only in that diet for that amount of time and you're going to coach a short-term diet. Yeah. We don't coach a short-term diet and you're going to want to rebel at the very end. And this is just, this is complete nature and everything, not just fitness, not just in, in nutrition. Uh, we're, we're like that when it comes to like school, we're like that when it comes to like, even, you know, when parents boss you around that you feel like you're finally free and you know, you completely rebel. It's kind of like in our nature. So, um, I don't blame him for him feeling like that. He also had the added pressure, too, of his job depended on it. Mm-hmm. Of If he did not have a certain aesthetic to play this werewolf that Stephanie Myers definitely wrote way too much detail yeah. in, that it would literally affect his job. And while most people, when they're working for a certain aesthetic, their job might not be on the line, but we put so much pressure into it. Mm-hmm. And on top of it, Having that comparison of when we were younger in the golden days with a completely different life, yeah. completely different mental load, it's such an unfair comparison. And I think the rebellion, you also see it a lot in past athletes, of especially if they were forced into yeah, a that sport. Is very true. I the f- kids I think of were the kids that were forced into football because, no offense, their dad didn't make it. They wanted to live through their kid, and they were forced to be something they didn't want to. And then once they finally get out of it, mm-hmm. if they didn't do rebellious things during, they have to find who they are again. They have to figure out their identity. Yeah. Which is already hard enough as a teenager and in your 20s. Add on top of it, 
having been kind of forced to do something you hate, mm-hmm. that's freaking hard. Well, too, like you, you got to think about a if we're looking at like at at, at Taylor Lautner and his life, and there's a part where maybe the first or second movie it's exciting. It's like I'm like this big role, like people are all all these people are gonna you know get super excited and he's young and it's like a big break moment so and he's like wow i'm getting paid these kind of actors also like in those first movies and those first franchises yeah um don't make as much as they do like towards the end of the franchise so it's not like he came out of it like oh my gosh i'm making like so 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 much money like he was making probably more than he that he did but as the franchise continue there was more money that he was going to make. So then there was more added pressure for him because like, okay, yeah, like, you know, he's getting paid. Everybody in this podcast was like, well, if I got paid what he did, I'd, I'd, I'd have the same body. It's like, I don't know. I, I to a certain extent. I think it's really easy to say, say yeah. but we haven't been in their, f- we yeah. haven't been yeah. in their shoes entirely. And even the podcast episode we had talking with, Adam and Crystal, there are parts where I was like, I think I could do this. And then I go back and think, can I really (laughs) like, am I at a place where I really could put in the same dedication as Crystal? And, you know, I have a quote that's actually written in here of we often confuse thinking about change with making the actual change. Mm -hmm. And it's so easy to give judgment and be, you know, the keyboard warriors. And yeah, it's easy to give advice from the stands. Because there's no doubt that you that you can, I like I, there there is no doubt. But the current place that you in your life with the current responsibilities that you have, and lo- and everything else, all the uh, like the the added load to do a competition, something in your life will have to take less of a uh, attention. And so you have to sacrifice. You have something. to sacrifice something, and it, it you you think about like well. Where's that going to be? Do I give my kids less attention? Like, I just don't really think that's the most fair. Well, you know, you do teach cycle. Like, do you give cycle less attention? Well, technically, cycle is like your getaway. It's like your moment where you get to leave the house um, and spend time with the community. Because as you guys know, we train from our home. Like, our community is a one-on-one session. We have phenomenal clients that we absolutely love. Uh, they've, you know, many of them have been working with us for a long time. But it's totally different than when you get to hang out with a huge group. And then, you know, the other things would be taking energy out of out of uh, the business and and not focusing on on your on your current clientele and how to grow it. And it's like all those three things need almost equal attention. There's more there's you know, the kids need absolutely more than than anything else. But if you added a show like one of them is going to take a toll. Something's going to take a toll. And yeah. that's something where it's, it would definitely have to be a discussion yeah. between you and I of and like, okay, how are we going to make this do? Cause I know my personal habit is whenever I carry my pile too heavy is sleep's going to go first. So you're going to see my caffeine intake skyrocket, but mm-hmm. you're also going to see me stay up super late mm-hmm. to where it's, Knowing that time management, I'm not very good at it. <laughs> I'm trying to figure it out. Yeah. But we all are. We all are. We all are. It's fine. So to give a little bit of background on this next snippet, I'm not sure if it was the 2015 movie Tracers 
it might have been Ridiculous Six, which was the same year, or Run the Tide. But, you know, his role was less about what his body looked like and, you know, more about his acting skills. And there were some photos that were circulating the side by side. And the Internet is notorious for it. You look up any celebrity name before and after. It's either going to be about their weight or it's going to be about some sort of potential plastic surgery. I mean, like, I feel like I the first person I think of is Britney Spears. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I feel like she had all these side by sides where she, like, kind of disappeared and then came back. And it's obviously all those, like pictures where she's like getting in the car or, or out in the mall shopping and they like showed how she had gained a lot of weight um how she gained weight how they thought that you know her hair changed if yeah. she seems off that's the first person that thinks that i think of that's actually a really good comparison yeah okay so let's uh let's go ahead and listen to this i remember one of the first times seeing it online was very tough um i was filming a movie called Run the Tide, and my character in that is not supposed to be a bodybuilder or ripped guy in any way. Um, I still, I thought I looked fine. You like, did. Like, I thought I looked fine. But then seeing it online where they put the side-by-sides of me shirtless in the ocean in a scene from that movie compared to me in Eclipse or whatever... And being like, wow, he's let it all go. I'm, I was like, oh, man, did I really let it all go? I didn't think I looked that bad. but uh, And then those side-by-sides continued for years and years to come. When he says, I thought I looked fine, I just want to cry. That was so sad because I definitely, I feel so bad that I'm one of those people that I had seen that side-by-side and I was like, wow. He looks different. Mm-hmm. He has he has the dad bod. And how it was just such like a instinctual thought. Whereas, you know, I've, I'm at the point now where if I see that done to a woman, I'm like, don't you even think about it. But to a man, I was like, whatever. Like, that's weird. Yeah. I haven't seen the side by side. So, like, I think you're probably going to have to pull it up for me. I'll pull it up for you. But I feel like a comparable example, maybe it's on the opposite side of the spectrum, is remember when they said Sebum, when he was bulking, had a dad bod? Mm-hmm. And that was viewed as a dad bod? Yeah. So if you're looking well, at... Uh, real quick, Sebum is a a, uh, a competitor, like, just phenomenal. Like, I don't really follow competitions too well, so I don't even know, like, where he places. So you guys can, whoever knows that stuff better, like, I'm not even going to say placements, but I just know he's big into bodybuilding. Um, and the guy, it's just super shredded, like, phenomenal looking just like takes wins back to back and like they posted a picture of him during his bulk and some chick was reacting to it like that's the dad bod that like that i that my man needs to have or or or, or that i like or something like that and you're like (laughs) you calling that a dad he still looks like thor but (laughs) thank you so with that in mind of how there's a skewed view of the dad bod, yeah. here's here's some side by sides. Okay. This is so this is a blind react. This is what they said was him letting himself go. Just Google it. But yeah, no, like that's crazy. Like I can 
I can see that. Like, I can absolutely see why people uh, are saying that. You know, you can't see his six-pack anymore. You don't see his chest uh, lining, not the crease in the middle or, or the under under boob, you can call it. <laughs> the Just that low chest. Under the pectoral. Yeah, under pectoral. But also, uh, it's you're looking at photos that are staged versus him right. relaxed. That is true. Like, they did him so dirty with that photo. That is true. That's a big comparison. You're right. You know, like, his traps aren't... aren't you know, huge and like you're absolutely right. I'm sure even the, the the middle picture of him in one of the movies, there has to be some this is professionally done by Hollywood, so there has to be some, you know, there might edit. be some shading. We don't know. And, oh absolutely. You have to have some shading and, and, and uh lighting and all that and clean up. But that's an example but of one of the side by sides where they were giving him a hard time. Yeah. And I can you imagine like you yourself, you compare yourself to like your past, but can you imagine other people going into your fast photo past photos, posing them being like, Wow, garage gym coach really <laughs> let himself go. <laughs> I mean, I know what you, you would personally say to them, I'd be but like, it would have, piss you off. I'd be like, let's have a deadlift competition. Or bench. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll see. Uh no, it's uh it's gone through my mind before if someone's ever looked at like my stuff from when I was when I was in in my early 20s versus now like before I was a before I was a a, a dad and I don't like I like I sometimes I do wonder that and then and I'm like like no like I one one the majority of my like my followers are my friends, they know that I'm still in the industry. They know that I move daily. Like, I don't know. I just, I know recently on my Instagram, I did a post because I, I started doing some more like bodybuilding uh, formatted workouts with a buddy. And like, I was just going through some of my Instagram, my, my old, not Instagram, Snapchat videos of my workouts. And like, I did go into like this huge, huge like hole. Like, oh my gosh, like I look so good there. I was like, dude, I was like, look, look at my traps, look at my shoulders. Like I'm growing. I can see like almost a Christmas tree in my low back and different things. And I was like, like, gosh, like this is great. Like I wish I was there again. And, and the audio that I used on Instagram was like, like something about there's, why do you think that there's something wrong with you? And like, there's nothing wrong with you. And, like, there's not. Like, I haven't let myself go. Like, I still strength train. I still work out. I think letting someone yourself go is when you absolutely give up on your own personal health or your own personal goals. And what, what, what Taylor did, he just, he moved on. He got, he, 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 he finished the franchise and he was no longer that character. And he found him, he found who, 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 who he was, like, what character he was. and Or at least he was working on discovering himself outside of a gym yes from the sound of it that and he probably wanted to be another he didn't he didn't want to be jacob anymore it's jacob right jacob okay he probably didn't want to be jacob anymore he wanted to have a new role and be the new be a new character and like he said this new role this new character like was not meant to be in shape at all and so it's crazy how these actors are able to one, one thing that people don't realize is like actors have like I would say the power, but it's they also have like the professional coaching and everything. But they have the power to like fluctuate and play with weights, which uh, isn't necessarily healthy, but it's part of their job. Yeah, I mean, I I, I think who was it? Matt Damon. It could be Matt Damon. Like he 
you know, you have him when he was younger on these war movies. And now, like as he's older, I think believe his last movie was about uh, about Michael Jordan and Nike. And, you know, he's gained a lot more weight. Uh, but if he needs to do another role, like I know, like he he's able to. Uh, I believe I remember hearing to like I think it was either Brad Pitt or Chris Hemworth or things like that, where like they were just able to do these like fluctuations where oh I had to gain this much amount of weight for a role, and then you, they have another role, and it's like I had to cut this much amount of weight, and there's all this pressure built around it. But they're coached, they're guided, and you know just because they're coached doesn't mean they do it healthy either. Uh, but they have a timeline, so they're yeah, going to do what they need to. Yeah, they're able to do this. This is their this is their profession. It's like comparing, almost. It's like comparing like a a, a a an athlete as well. You know, like an athlete. That's his profession. He has to perform for that. So it makes sense that they're able to do this. If you like my life, I'm not. I'm not a professional in in in. You're not paid for your body. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm not a professional in like a professional high degree level. I'm professional in what I do in the movement quality training and in rehab and I'm a professional in understanding techniques for powerlifting. But I I mean I'm not I'm not put into a pressure where I need to kind of uh rely on like how my body looks now for what I do like I'm not like I can perform well mm-hmm. like I said I'll, let's do a little deadlifting competition my deadlift is so much stronger right now than it was back in my early days my bench is so much stronger now than it was back in my early days nothing has changed my endurance probably a little bit but I can still go into a cycle class and maybe do two classes in a row and then come out of it feeling fine um I mean we did do a uh, kind of small terrain style race. It was a terrain race. A terrain race. It was called, yeah, just, it, we did a terrain race several months ago. And that was like my only little bit of a wake up. <laughs> You're smiling because I was so sore, so sore after it. Like it lasted Not for a week. Not just that, the random CrossFit class you had done like a month prior. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, you've you've had a couple endurance wake-up calls, but that's not your focus of training. So, yeah, it's, it's going to be hard. But I was able to complete them. I mean, you like completed I, it I still. completed the race in a good time, I think, for not for not doing any kind of endurance training like that. And getting stuck behind a couple lines. Yeah, we got stuck behind lines. Like, I did a CrossFit class that was freaking nuts. And, like, I have, yeah, I respect for, for CrossFit athletes. They're wild. Um, and I can keep up with those things, but my body, yeah, definitely it's not where it was at and realize like I went on a long, well, long, no, cause long there's actually something important that I do want tangent, your tangents are okay. <laughs> there's something important that I want to hit is, well, yes, like there is so much pressure from the industry. If you look at, we've been rewatching the Avengers and even just within, I think it's infinity war. Sebastian Stan went from 165 pounds and he bumped up to 200 pounds in muscle gain alone. Mm-hmm. You know, the iconic video uh, scene of Chris Evans, Captain America, holding on to an airplane. He has the iconic bicep curl where he literally switches mm-hmm. his grip to see, the, you know, that pull. So it's men also. You were rewatching it. I was watching it for the first time. <laughs> I'm rewatching all of them. Um, I wasn't just rewatching that scene. I'm rewatching all of the adventures. <laughs> yeah, with me because I'd never. MCU. I'd never seen them before because I, r- I didn't care for the whole fan uh, making it such they're a big fun. deal. But I did. I have enjoyed them. They've been great. But they're so good. it really made me realize like men have had a different type of struggle when it comes to body image. And 
I feel like you have a little bit of an added one that we've touched upon in the past is you are Venezuelan. I used to jokingly call you the Venezuelan when we were dating, Mm -hmm. but you know, within Hispanic culture, it's pretty common that you will literally call people gordito, el skeletor. Like you literally call someone skeletor. Is that it? (laughs) What is it? You call him flaco. Flaco. Yeah. So you (laughs) flaco. No, absolutely. So in Hispanic culture, uh, then you, your nickname based on how you look. So, so like if you have a hairy mole, someone's going to call you hairy mole. Pretty much. No. So, uh, we had a really, really good family friend growing up. He was probably around 380, maybe pushing 400 pounds. Uh, super great guy, but very, very un like lived in very unhealthy life. He was a he he was his profession. I think was also just like computer tech. So he sat all day long. His name name was Gordo. Like, and we'd say, oh, when was like, we're gonna go to El Gordo's house or we're gonna go hang out with El Gordo. Um, and their family would do like barbecues and all these things, but like that was his nickname. And I remember, I really distinctly remember, uh, maybe like six years after knowing him, he did do a surgery, uh, to lose some weight. And he, like, I think he went from almost 400 pounds to like low 200s, wow. uh, within like the surgery procedures. And I remember I was like younger. I was like, what are we, like, is he still, like, Gordo? Like, I don't even know what his first name is. To be honest to you, like, to this day, I don't even know what his first name was. And I know this, we knew this family for, like, eight years. Um, and it was like, what, do we still call him that? Like, or is it, is he El Flaco now? And we realized how tall he was, too. And it was like, like, do we call him, like, something else? Like, it's just, that's the culture. And we, uh, my one of my best, best friends, Luis, Yes, uh, he has a best friend named Luis. He yeah. actually has two named yeah, Luis. Yeah, two best friends named Luis. And he has a cousin. He has an uncle. Uncle or cousin. I can't remember what it is. What it is but his nickname is Flaco because he's so skinny. I don't I don't think I could handle that. I have too thin of skin. Yeah. That. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. That's unbelievable. Yeah. And then uh, even even like spouses will call each other. Hey, gordita. Like so if the wife is a little bit thick. Like the husband will call her, "Hey, gordita, ven acá, oh mi gordita." Like, like that's a very common thing, and this and it will go vice versa. Um, if you're lazy, "Hey, flojo," like they'll call you, they'll call you lazy. Like, that that's it's just, just so normal. Yeah, it's just yeah, it's very normalized. So, imagining my sensitive self, if you referred to me as any one of those names, this one was so thick. Now expand it to a global. Of you have all these other people judging their uh, judging your body. Oh, I, I was called Chaparro, which means shorty. Oh, you're yeah. my short king though. Yeah, like Chaparro means like really short. Um, so like I'd be I'd be called like Hey Chaparro or uh, something like that. That's so rude. Yeah, now that I think about it. I mean, I guess the nice thing about s- my social media is. I don't get a ton of comments commenting on anything. If anything, they're just like, you should be more of a mom. But, you know, <laughs> luckily, no one's commented on my body. Oh, my gosh. I don't think I can handle that. But uh, it's an interesting culture overall, not just the Hispanic culture, but the the I culture like of a few com- outside of the U.S. that are like that. Yeah. But I know I'm going to like back to like back to Taylor's uh, uh, some of the words that he said is like. He, he he was shocked when he saw the side by side and he didn't think it looked that bad and it's it's just an interesting culture that we live in that we don't know what people are going through in their lives or what's happening or what's the purpose is but we see something and we immediately judge it 
Um, I mean, I've fallen victim to to this. I'm sure anybody listening to this has fallen victim to it. And without knowing that backstory, like, or we not without like knowing how that individual feels, like, who are we to make that judgment? Like, wh- what kind of gain or benefit did someone get? to blow that picture up online like i know back in the days in the 90s the the whole paparazzi thing it's like they made money to by releasing those pictures uh but now it's like those pictures like nobody ain't paying money for that stuff like i mean tmz somehow tmz is still around there's another like gossip column i think called dumois and then reddit reddit can be a fun community or it can be a nasty place and there's i'll be honest there's some side by sides that i do appreciate like i appreciate instagram versus reality where they expose um photoshopping yes there's there's an instagrammer that we know yeah. who i mean we don't I know, him know him but we follow him we follow well, you him follow him i i, <laughs> I follow him you his name is Gubu. um you'll <laughs> either love savage. him or you hate him <laughs> there's nowhere in between <laughs> so those side by sides i really do appreciate because it's easy to just scroll through social media and feel like you're not doing enough. But there's other side by sides where it's like, unless you're sharing that yourself, like maybe, maybe don't, I don't know. There's people will do some interesting things for money. I just background like his, he's about his, his social media side by sides about pretty much exposing a lot of Photoshop when you're basically selling a program. Like do my, do my waste reducing program. That's 12 weeks. Go ahead and buy it in the link in my bio. And then, He'll he'll find like pictures of that influencer uh, photoshopping their, their waist or their glutes or whatever or so and so. Um, so yeah, like his his thing is savage. Uh, but yeah, that's just man. Like it's just it's it it's phenomenal what the human body can do. And yes, it can go into extremes where it become ex- so so extremely fit that you, you can see every single striation you can see the 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 veins and all that uh, i don't want you to say the term but you talked about it with someone this week about having your skin <laughs> be so thin don't say the term i'm not gonna gross. say the term <laughs> <laughs> the skin just elastic being so thin just, and just elastic yeah thing. just elastic when you're you when you're such a low body fat percentage and it's phenomenal how the body can do that but Living in that life, it's not always healthy. I mean, I'm working out right now with a good buddy that's about to do a competition in seven weeks. And, you know, I was asking him about when he's on his peak, which peak week is like right before it, like he's at his lowest calories. And I, I was curious. I was like, wait, how long are you? How, how many days? Like how many weeks are you at 1500 calories? Oh, just one. Just one. I was like, OK, good. Like he's like, yeah, he's like any more than that. It's, you know, it'd be miserable. Because and he has a solid coach. There's oh, a couple coaches. Oh yeah, and he's with, he's coaching with Adam. We just he's coaching him. with Adam, yeah. and he's someone that if you were to ever do a show, I would 100 percent trust Adam. Oh yeah. There's sadly a lot of not so good coaches out there, but yeah. Adam's one that I would trust. But overall, like that that idea of like that 1500 is only for one only week, week. It's not sustainable. It's because it's not sustainable. So yes, it's phenomenal that the body can do this. Just know, like the body's not meant to live in that in in that in in that form in that shape long term i give mad respect to some of the some some people that just are able to live in it and and sustain it and uh, you know i don't know anything about their background whether 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 it's natural or not natural like it's still very impressive when you can sustain something that low because body like fat is fat like so if you eat a lot of fat you're gonna gain like or well you eat a lot of calories you're gonna gain surplus yeah surplus you're gonna gain fat so 
it's just it is impressive, but it's not we're not meant to to live and thrive in that. Even taking away like not focusing on the bodybuilding aspect, but think about a pro athlete. Is football season year round? Absolutely no. It's no, not. it's you just can't. a portion of the season. Mm-hmm. They have a time for recovery. They have a training season, but they're not full sending it the entire time. Mm-hmm. So why in the world would you full send it the entire time? It comes back to it's fitness. It's also a sport. We need to treat it just like that. Exactly how you said with football, they have an on season, off season. Makes yeah, baseball does the same thing. Unless you're better than Michael Jordan. You're going to have different <laughs> seasons of life, and you that's will. okay. You will. And one thing is, like, right now, the whole body body neutrality movement is is, is becoming almost like a, a new trend. We saw, the, we saw the body positivity become, like, this huge thing. And it's gotten a little bit messy, so yeah. now it's more into body and neutrality. And body neutrality. Which uh, is something that I feel like I, we align with. We do, and you know, I'm gonna share my my side of body neutrality. And right now, I was watching also an Instagram scrolling by, and someone posted a video of back in the days where like uh, Rocky Balboa and Sylvester Stallone, and which I think is the same guy. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, is it? <laughs> uh, no. Uh, Are you thinking of Arnold Schwarzenegger? No, I know Arnold. Anyways, it was like it was well. It was also it, Arnold was also shown in this video, but it was a video of all these, all these uh guys working out back in the eighties. But for for these movies, so it was like it had it had the whole song and everything, and it was like this is how people used to work out, and then they were like, and now twenty twenty two, this is how people work out, and it was like some guy doing bird dogs and some girl you know just doing like banded work and it was like the whole caption was like nobody knows how to work out anymore and how to really push themselves and all that and they're just one this neutrality thing and here's where i personally stand in it i don't i'm not into the whole like neutrality like let's let's have everybody have uh, body neutrality equal like everything no it is that's body positivity yeah i guess we should define the difference between the two body positivity is everybody is a beautiful body you can be healthy at every every size which is a very dangerous narrative to share body neutrality is you can love your body and you can want more for it so it's like you don't have to hate your body to see progress there's some that lean a bit more onto the positivity side and there's some that lean a little bit more onto i'd say you're more sort of like know how to lovingly call yourself out but neutrality is i don't hate my body my feelings on my body do not depend on its size. So, like, you can exercise and not hate yourself. Okay. Body positivity, that's more of the Tess Holiday of, and even Lizzo, who's a bit controversial right now, of they celebrate and glorify putting their body in a dangerous place. Yeah, no. So, okay, maybe I understood it wrong. Like, no, absolutely no. Like, I... uh you know, a high percentage of body fat is unhealthy. A high percentage of body fat is can lead to organ failure, can lead to a lot of different problems. But I, I do believe like a really, really low percentage of body fat can do the same thing. Uh, women that are under 17% body fat can really, really struggle in their cycles and their hormones if if they are capable of conceiving. Like there are so many things that can go, can, 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 can damage a low body fat percentage for female. Uh, and as well, like we said, a high body fat percentage can be unhealthy. So you got to understand, like, where you're at in your life. This is where I personally stand. Like, 
I am not this high-performance athlete right now trying to, you know, win a super crazy competition. So I got to know, like, what I'm doing. Is it sustainable? Is it going to make me happy? Is it going to make me feel better? Um, am I going to have moments that I'm like, that I, that I look back at some of my days or that I might feel uncomfortable without a shirt? Yeah, absolutely. I feel like that's natural. We, we all might feel those moments. But in the end of the day, like, my body currently is functioning perfectly for the demand I give it. So I looked up because I wanted to make sure I got this uh, correct in the definition. I do feel like you're going to you'll align with it a little bit more. And this is from the nationaleatingdisorders.org. Body neutrality is a shift in perspective from body hatred, disgust, and dislike to appreciation and respect. Keyword, respect. It is honoring the body as it is and taking a few steps down the body image continuum towards a more neutral zone. Body neutrality is a space where you do not support your body hatred anymore. And I feel like the key word in that, which is why I repeated it, was respect. Having respect for your body is... How do you treat something if you respect it? Mm-hmm. And that should give you a good idea of like, okay, how am I doing on my nutritional and fitness zone? Because hearing Adam and Crystal, they come from a place of respect. And mm-hmm. I'm pretty impressed by that. We're on the opposite side where although you do have a bodybuilding background, we're a little bit more functional. Having the mindset of mobility is how do we respect the body and it is really hard to respect your body if you're at war with yourself, which is what Taylor, boy Taylor, goes back to a lot. And even in this next phase, uh, this next clip, um, listen to it really carefully. He's going to kind of touch upon a previous point, but I think a lot of you guys are going to relate to this, even even you, Luis. I, it would come in waves. I'd, I'd buckle down again and I'd get in shape and then I just and then I would let it go and then I'd get in shape and then I'd let it go. And that's been something that I've, you know, struggled with over the last 10 years. Um, you know, you know that over the last couple years, I, you know, I've gotten healthy again, but I think in order to get my body physically healthy, it took my mind getting healthy first. If you have the chance to actually listen to this whole podcast, I I highly encourage it. I I would like it if you finished ours first, but (laughs) I would highly encourage it because how many of you could relate to that? Shoot, that whole cycle of, okay, I want to do good. I'm going to do great. And then I fall back. And one, like I said, this whole thing just made him so much more relatable, but. Because he's a person. He's not no longer an actor. I think that's why it became relatable because. We knew the actor. We knew the actor from five movies. We didn't know the person behind that. And we're getting a sneak peek into it. And it's, I appreciate the authenticity. Yeah, and that's, that's what we try to deliver, authenticity. Um, I believe it's crazy what he said, like that he struggled with that. But I believe that's a greater strength than he, if he would have just given up. It is much better to have a life where you kind of fluctuate, you, you know, you get back into it, then you then you get out of it, you kind of get back into it and you get out of it, than to completely get out of it and not give your body what it, what it, what it truly deserves or the attention. So, like, 
it's not ideal. It's not what I'm saying. It's just not ideal. I'm not glorifying it and saying, oh, go great for living, uh, having an up and down, like a yo-yo. But uh, at least he's trying. Yeah, but at least he was trying. And like he, he, you know, he recognized it. And it is going to be that point. I, I wish I knew like when that point was for me because I, 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 I'm looking, I've looked as I was going into like that, uh, as that I was looking, as I was going when you were spiraling through that spiral, yeah, through that spiral, uh, that wormhole, whatever you call it, and I was looking at at uh, videos of me training when I was working at Funk Fit right before I think right when w- uh, we got pregnant. I w- that was like my kind of phase where I was like, man, I'm like, I'm like not in the shape I was in. I need to start getting back into it. I need to really do these functional workouts, go to classes, do all these things, work out with the group, work out outside the group. Like I was really trying to like hone back down into the amount, the quantity of training that I used to do. You also were surrounded. The other coaches were all taller and pretty lean. Yeah. So what's, what's insane is like, I remember that time that I was like, okay, we're no longer in COVID. Like I finally have a gym to work out. I have a, now a schedule that it's more manageable. Like I know like I can train uh, 5, 6 a.m. And then I have a window. I can jump into a class and then train again and then jump into another class or something. Like I feel like I had it down. And I clearly remember like how I looked myself in the mirror and I was like, I'm not happy. I'm looking at pictures and videos of that on this warm. And I was like, damn like i was still looking like like i was still showing some some uh some definition in my arms and my traps i was like holy cow like why was i so why was i upset then where like i kind of in the moment when i was going through this thing i was like i I would be happy right now with that and now i am truly truly happy with where i'm at does that mean I'm not going to chase more? No, I'm still down to chase a little more and a little better at my current timeline, and my current pace that I'm able to. But what's interesting is like, I'm trying to remember like, when did it kind of like, when did that mental, mental uh, strength came in where like, I've been happy with it. It's been great. I believe it maybe could have started like around November, uh, September, of last year 2022 somewhere on there where like my mind just fully switched and i was like i'm doing what's sustainable and once again i'm repeating it like i'm my body is performing at its best for the demand it has i am not there's nothing the demand i'm giving it there's nothing where like i'm falling short of it it is doing exactly what it needs to and what it can and i feel super super good and it's just that mental that that mental strength is so so important i would say like as your wife as an outside view it definitely was the end of the year because it was when you finally decided to just do three days a week you were only going to do three days a week that was it and i think you had finished that program you had paid for and you're getting into lifts that you actually enjoy doing you're having a lot of fun with it and maybe a week or two had gone by and you realize like my back hasn't hurt. My knees haven't hurt. And I think it was just you appreciating the fact that your body felt better, made you feel more confident in how you looked. And 
I know there's still glimpses of it where you like have the little ooh moments of like, if only. Yeah. But we're human. I even have the same thing now. And I feel a little bit afraid to say that because some people might. I might be an unfair comparison to someone else. And I realize that. And there's other people that are like, really, that's it. That's all you can do. But it's it is really hard to maintain that. And I think but that is the key. And he mentions it in that quote that snippet of he had to get his mental health right. Mm -hmm. And with my clients, so much of our training, I'd say like literally the first three months is yes, I do need to make sure they're moving well, but it's also like, how do I get you mentally in a place where you think you deserve this? Mm -hmm. Because if you don't feel like you deserve to feel good in your own skin, if you feel like my body looks this way, therefore I am bad. I ate this, therefore I am bad. It's going to make the process harder but if I can help lead them on a path where they start to actually like themselves and maybe just maybe start to love themselves, it really changes. But he he says it perfectly. He had to get his mental place right. And the journey is so much freaking harder if you hate yourself. Yeah. There, there's a cool quote going around that it was like, life is like the gym. It's like when you look to the left, there's a guy bigger than you. And when you look to the right, there's a guy wishing that they were at your spot. You, you know, like this whole comparison game, it's going to be the downfall of, of anyone. The comparison of the past, the comparison of others, like this comparison can be full, full downfall. I'm the type I get fueled by some things in the past. I get fueled by comparison. So I understand how much of it is fuel but you even have to tread lightly on it but yeah i do but just like how my uh i think of survivor like when they're making they're making fire and they need to they need to create some uh you have to use the flint yeah you have have to use a flint and you you have to create a uh like uh, not the base yeah not lint uh starter basically if you start with too much if you start with too much like like the fire's just not gonna catch. You, ca- you got to start with a little bit. So, for example, like for me, like w- I just said, like that's the downfall. Like for me, it fires me up. I only let a little bit affect me enough, just enough, where like I know it'll catch fire and it'll help me make changes in my life. But a lot of times, we let a lot of it affect us, and no fire can get started with it. It's just too much. It's just not gonna catch. Um, so. I like that image. Yeah, we're we're all kind of different in those things. You got to know, but I do believe like comparison, just it's just it's not going to be a healthy game. Well, we've heard the quote: "Comparison is a thief of joy." There you go. Yeah, we have. And it's hard to find that balance within this industry where comparison is really common, and at least when it comes to my stats, like I'm constantly comparing. Like, where is my deadlift? Where is my bench? You know, I was at this place a year ago. If I'm going to redo it, am I going to be the same? Will it be better? And so I'm going to turn the turn the mic to you. Mm-hmm. How do you balance comparison in a healthy way? This is that gray area <laughs> that you love. I do love it. Um, man, I I balance it because like I love challenges. Like I'm a challenge driven person. If there's no challenge in my life, that's when I stop progressing. Like if I I don't I don't grow in any area. So for example, in training, like if I've gone, uh, it you know let's say I've gone like six weeks without a new client, maybe even longer, and every client's kind of doing well. They're just 
they're moving well, they're doing phenomenal, they're 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 progressing well, but no challenge comes comes in with a new client or with maybe a new lift or anything. Like I kind of feel like I'm just going through the motions. My coaching is that when I have a new challenge where I have a new client, I'm currently working with a guy that has just crazy, crazy awful sciatic and hip pain and uh, tightness. His it's just really, really bad. And it's been challenge like I like the challenge of learning and and diving and exploring and and and, and, and research how I can help him. If I'm having someone that's stuck in a in a squad or something, like just the challenge that like that challenge, you give me a challenge, I'm gonna thrive in it. If I have no challenge, I'm gonna just feel like I'm going through the motion. I stop feeling joy. So for me it's like I look at this comparison, it's like, okay, I have a challenge. Like right now if I like as I went on this this like loop this deep dive in, in some of my old videos, I was like it's like, well, I'm not I'm not looking to drop down to that body fat percentage, but like I want to do workouts like that. I want to do workouts again like that and challenge myself and see where my lifts are and enjoy that process of it. I'm not I'm not pursuing those workouts with the hope to drop down to low body fat percentage, the low the lo- the the like the the low under 14 or anything like that. And I consider that low. For some people in competition like that's not low, that's high. But anyways, um so the key thing is I, you actually enjoy the process. Yeah. So right now it's like, l- how can I challenge myself in doing the same formatted workouts at what my current body can do without pursuing it to to compare and, and get myself back to there? And it's been so freaking fun. You've also done it with significantly less caffeine. We need to comment about how you used to. Like, you, <laughs> you think I'm crazy with caffeine? Tell them about one of your common mocktails. I mean, my daily used to be an, a, a minimum of 800 milligrams a day to I would max out maybe at 11 to 1200. Absolutely not healthy. I was younger. We I just did blood testing on him and his liver and kidneys are somehow fine. <laughs> I used to cycle that, though, for sure. It wasn't like I do that for long terms. Like I would cycle it. Uh but yeah, no, like yeah, I'm not caffeinated as much. I mean, we ran out of pre workout this last week, so we've been training without pre workout for I'm at least a week and a half. I know we get. T- I keep telling myself I'm gonna make the order, and I keep forgetting. But the thing is, man, I lost where I was gonna say. Uh, the thing is, you wanna thrive. If you wanna thrive in life, in in, in locking down your nutrition, locking down your fitness locking down maybe the time you spent with your wife or significant other or kids you gotta thrive in something that you like you gotta do something that you're gonna enjoy in order to thrive in it okay i mean if i want to like thrive with you Thank i'm you. not gonna watch like i'm not only gonna like watch like jersey stores with you because i'm not gonna enjoy that but i'm gonna find like quality time and do something like that helps me build like that relationship with you and it is you know listening to how like for example you love movie trivia so like as we're watching movie trivia tell me all the movie the trivia that you know literally you guys need to understand he (laughs) is so kind and i will this only happens when we're at home i won't do it in a theater but the entire time we're watching a movie i have this need to tell him all the trivia every and single s- trivia every single trivia Everything and also 
like how many times the actors went to the restroom in between sets? No, I don't know that much. (laughs) Like the significance, I'll tell you the background. I'll be like, oh yeah, so and so is also in this movie. So instead of me watching Jersey Shore with you, I just say, hey, let's watch more movies, movies that you haven't watched before. That's why I'm always searching for new movies. And then it's like, cool. Then we're thriving in that. It's like if I'm going to spend time with the kids, I'm sorry, I'm not going to watch Barbie or Barbie Barney with them all day long. I'm going to find some way that I can thrive with the time that I spent with the kids. Uh, whether that's playing with them in the gym, playing them on the floor, watching, uh, you know, Pokemon, something that I do enjoy, but they're going to enjoy. Like when in fitness, find a form that you're going to thrive in. There are so many forms and so many avenues and each one is going to deliver and give you something completely different. You just got to test out the waters too. So before we before we jump into this next one, I do want to get a little bit more of your perspective on just the male. We've touched upon it a little bit, but men's body image overall. Of Have you noticed anything within your own training, your friends training, your clients? Because it is such a big issue that we talk about a lot within, you know, with women. But I don't feel like men's is talked about nearly as much. And maybe that's why I really liked this podcast because it felt like something that isn't really talked about enough. Yeah, no, you got me talking today, which I'm totally down for. Um, It's hard to say. I believe men do have a body image when they're in a dark place in their lives. That could be if they're not succeeding in a, in a, in a job not moving forward like moving or anything anything that has to do with kind of like that success if they are not uh dating or maybe they've had a bad breakup um i or, guess i can use an or, example well i was gonna say Sorry. or i believe early high school days just yes. because high schoolers are assholes <laughs> complete shitheads oh my god and I'm going to continue using those words because high schoolers are assholes. You were one of them. I was one of them. But I was one that I didn't have a six pack in high school. I was short. I looked like I was I was I was 18 looking like I was a freshman in 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 high school. Um like I I I was with a good crowd and I stood my ground really well so I never got picked on but I would I do remember like you know like we'd have uh for example for volleyball practice or for volleyball we do like a car wash as a team and obviously we're watching cars so we're in in your board shorts and there'd be there was like two players or three players that they were much taller than me very thin you could see their six pack and I still had and I still had a good amount of baby fat the skinny boy six pack yeah yeah oh no absolutely the skinny boy six pack and I remember I would look and I like kind of feel uncomfortable there. Um, I know I had friends that were in the football team, and there you you ha- you had in my high school there was at least like four or five. There wasn't that many, like maybe four, like really good in shape uh, football players. And if they had any moment, you know, if they had any moment where they were shirtless like i do know i had some friends that were uncomfortable and they were uncomfortable because they would not take their shirt off during that whether it was a pool party or a beach um gathering or anything so i think there are times and guys are really just they just know how to mask it like i guess a guy will will find a way how to mask like 
how they feel under their body. And once they discover their outlet, then a guy, like, I'm just going to say it, they're freaking dangerous. Like, you, there's a whole joke around, like, dang, who broke his heart when they go from, you know, not being in shape to just chiseled and cut and everything. And there's the whole joke, like, dang, like. Depression is a strong who, motivator in the gym. Who broke his heart? And, yeah, it's that. Um, it can also be used in, a, forgive me if this is too extreme of a term, in a predatory way. Uh, there are some motiv- male motivations that will tell you, like, if you have a six-pack, you can conquer the world. If you don't have a six-pack, I'm going to fire you and you're useless. To where it's even men saying, I mean, yeah. no surprise, it's men saying it to men. It's women saying it to men. But then men are also being told to mask it. That yeah. sucks. Yeah, and, you know, I can't speak for the crowd that's older than me, but at the age that I'm at, I'm realizing that there are way far more important things Absolutely. than the, how the composition of your body looks. Which ne- that perfectly transitions to that next clip. Your body and how your body looks doesn't say anything about you as a person because th- there's a flip side, too, and that's your body can look unbelievable, you can be ripped, shredded, whatever. You can lose weight. You can put on muscle. And if you're not, if you're not healthy mentally, then that's all for nothing because mm-hmm. that, can, that can work against you. Yeah. Like th- there's two totally different sides to it. Yeah. And I think, it, I think that was the thing I needed to learn because for so long – I told myself if I get my body back to where I want it to be, then I'm going to be happy again. You found your identity in that. That was like. No, this is like so absolutely like true. It comes literally back down to what you just said. Like there are some people out there telling telling other guys like in order to be successful, you need to have a six pack in order to like, you know, be part of like my sales team or whatever, like you know, you need to do this or you're going to be fired. And the problem is like, yes, a six pack brings a shit ton of confidence. And my language today is not the best, but it's like part of like when I'm passionate about something, this is how I express myself. But yeah, you know, a good body looking great brings so much confidence, both male and female. Okay. We all know that. And when we have more confidence, we perform differently in our lives. The way we carry ourselves in our life is completely different. But the 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 effed up problem, I won't say that, the effed up problem that's fooled backwards is showing that you can only gain confidence by achieving the six-pack. And confidence comes from mental health. How strong you can build your mind and believe in yourself and know that you are not governed by a by an identity of looks is far more important than anything else. And you find yourself and you have absolute pure joy, happiness, and you can enjoy every single moment with those that you love, not caring about those that are around those that you love or saying about you. I'm so happy that just know it was so hard to just pick out these few clips. There were so many more I wanted to say. Girl Taylor has so many great points, but I'm really happy I got to see your blind reaction to this. I started following James Clear. He's the author of Atomic Habits. And one of the quotes that he posted 
the other day was by Johnny Wilkinson. If I need things to be a certain way, I'm held hostage by them. I know I do that a lot, (laughs) but I think it's really important to realize that when you are making a goal, it's, I think it is important to be, have goals. It's important to be excited by the goals, but when you hit that goal, will it affect how you view yourself? Because hopefully you know that you're worthy, that you're an important person, whether or not you hit your goals, whether you're 200 pounds or you can bench 200 pounds. It's, you're so much more than what your body looks like. And when you only define your worth based off your body, you're going to miss a lot of beautiful things about yourself. And it can be really hard because, you know, there's other women that I follow within the fitness industry and given I'm only given limited information. A lot of these are assumptions and I do think you have to be careful with diagnosing people because obviously that is not my job, but there are certain people where I can tell they're mentally not in a good place based off the type of pictures they post and based off their quotes. You can kind of tell by the angles you can tell by the way they talk about themselves And it's really sad because, I mean, I know these people. I'm like, you're such a fantastic human. I hope you know that, but I'm kind of worried that you don't. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, Taylor Lautner, boy Taylor could just tell that quote to like every single one of my clients. I'm just going to have that somewhere posted in our garage because it's so beautifully said. And I think it really hones in on what is body neutrality comes down to respecting your freaking body and knowing that you're worthy no matter what it looks like. Don't trash it. Like, don't treat yourself like crap. But that includes mentally treat yourself well. And there's one last quote, which we gave a little sneak peek earlier, but let's go ahead and let's listen to it one more time. Don't find happiness in what you want your body to look like. Don't think just because you lose the 20 pounds or you put on the muscle you're going to wake up, look in the mirror and all of a sudden be happy. That's not where you should be finding value. Yeah. I mean, that's so well said. Uh, the, the, the happiness is going to be, it's going to come from your joy in the adventure and the reason why, be, like the, why you do it. Um, your happiness is, I promise you, not going to come from getting to the place that you saw an actor or an actress get to, or maybe even a close friend, and you're like, oh my gosh, who's your trainer? I need to do the same thing. It's not going to come from that. Even I, Zach freaking Efron wasn't e- happy. Exactly. Here's what I want you to like take away and think about this. Will achieving the major goal of a phenomenal-looking fit body be worth the mental health that you're going to basically um, the mental health battle the strain you're going to the, put yeah, on yeah strain it. that you're going to put on it when you achieve it and things happen in your life and you lose that because nobody on the way to that journey is going to teach you that nobody is telling you step by that they're, they're t- you know you can see you can find the workout plan. You can find the macro plan. You follow workout A, B, C, and D Monday through Thursday or Friday. You follow meal plans A. But no one is telling you 
how to sustain it or what to do and how to talk to yourself when something happens that you lose that. I'm going to, I know you got something to say. I'm going to touch back really quickly on the experience, kind of an experience that I've had lately. And it's that it's, it's been following uh, sales crowd and sales teams to perform better in our business. And there, you know, I found a community that I thought I want to be a part of because I got sold in their, in their, in, in their pitch. I got sold in the, you have to be extremely fit if you want to if you want to present things because fit sells. They had so much charisma. How could you not? Exactly. But what I, what what the truth is is if you don't build your own personal mental health confidence, like what's gonna happen to all the people that they train, live a super fit, perfect life? I'm gonna even give it a long term, five to ten years. And then they lose that. They lose everything that they've built for five, ten years. No one's going to teach, no, n- like, no one's taught them how to sustain a good, strong mental health because the effect that they're going to have for their life after they lose that and beat themselves up and kind of spiral and all that can be worse than where they were at when they started. Absolutely. It. That's where you really have to consider who is your coach, whether you do pay a professional, which if you are going the route of bodybuilding or whatever, make sure you have a good coach that doesn't just lead you to a goal. But what are you going to do after a goal? Because that's mm-hmm. an important aspect nobody really thinks about. Mm-hmm. Also, having a good community, whether it's you and your significant other, your friends, your sister, they're not going to do it for you. But it really does make a huge difference. And... I cannot stress this enough. Part of your fitness journey, like, yeah, it's muscles. But something we tell we tell my son all the time is your strongest muscle in your whole body is your mind. And we're going to make sure we take care of it. And so as a self-proclaimed sad girl, <laughs> um, I, I'm going to share this one last quote from Zach Efron, who's unofficially our, our other guest on this podcast today. This was included in the, what's it called? In the digital spy. He says, take care of your heart. Take care of your brain. You're good. And so if you are struggling within your fitness journey, whether you feel like you're hitting a plateau or maybe you're just in this cycle going over and over again, one, Taylor Lautner gets you. That's a good company to have. But two, maybe take a time, take a moment just to consider where's your mental health at? And there might be a time where you need to pivot to really focus in on that mental health to make sure you can approach this journey in a way of appreciation. Get the support you need, whether that's from a coach, whether that's from a good community, or just, hey, loving yourself a little bit extra because you do deserve it. Absolutely. And that's why in this podcast we say the first thing is train your mind. Train your mind first. Then you can transform your body, transform it to like what you what you feel like you can best perform at the stage of your life and then change your life we absolutely promise you you're gonna have a life-changing experience when you put these three together and in that order it's some magical stuff right there all right guys thank you guys so much for tuning in and being part of our audience today if you do have any recommendations anything you want to hear let us know otherwise it's just going to be me telling Luis what to do (laughs) all right guys Well, cheers. Stay golden.